This is Getting Past the Subtitles. I am Sean Peel. This is DK Lee. And this week is week number four and the final week for our Who Done It Mystery series. I think we had a pretty good run again with this one, um, despite my kind of upcoming failure with this movie a little bit. I'll explain. Um, but just to recap for last week, we watched uh, Ikari, which means uh, rage. Uh, you can look up both. Uh, it's a Japanese film from 2016. We both shared a few opinions about that movie. But overall, it was actually pretty good to watch. Um, but now we are concluding the series with a South Korean film called After My Death, released in 2017 and directed by Kim Usok, uh, which is actually his debut feature at the time. For me, when I picked this film, I actually really thought it was going to be like a murder mystery or in the realm of like i promise you when i when i looked it up and i was reading the synopsis for the film it definitely read with some ambiguity and it sounded like a mystery like on asian wiki and like imbd <laughs> like it definitely like had those markety synopsis so it's like oh but did youngie kill her or not like you know so i'm like oh yeah this is this is exactly what we're looking for in this series you know and even the trailer, too, like when I watched the trailer, it was definitely like mystery, but that's just marketing for you, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it turns out it wasn't really the traditional genre that I kind of expected to watch. But funny enough, it kind of was a mystery in other sense senses, um, just in like deciphering a story and the nuances of like relationships and stuff we'll get to. Um but yeah, that's sort of like my expectation when I was going into the movie. But ultimately, like my impression of the film was that it actually wasn't a bad film to me. Like I actually kind of liked it despite some things. Um, it's definitely an intense film on an emotional level. Um, and there's like a lot of filmmaking choices that kind of really empower that. But overall, like I said, I actually kind of enjoyed it. Um, I actually felt like this script was one of those like blacklist scripts that end up being like, Oh yeah, that's going to be like a high profile, like indie movie and then get attached, like an A-list actor to like play a B role and then kind of like make some waves into the movie. <laughs> Cause like the leads and the protagonists are, I don't think they're known for anything, but then there's like the homeroom teacher who's really well known. And I think I've seen the detective um, in a few things as well. So kind of interesting in that sense. But yeah, so what is when you watch it? This is you've never seen this too, right? This yeah, is kind of I've my never pick. watched it. Yeah. What was uh, your impression when you saw it? First off, I think the acting was really good in this movie, um, yeah. especially the main character, the protagonist, Younghee, mm -hmm. the person who played Younghee. She's actually rising right now, and really? she's actually yeah in a lot of uh, dramas and and a new film that I think came out this year. And she's doing really well. And I think um, this film really highlights her her range. Um, yeah. Especially when you watch the other stuff that she was in. And you watch this. You can really tell her range. And I think at this time, she was around, what, 27, 28 years old? I'm not so, sure, but uh, probably. So definitely, she, yeah, she's a great actress. Mm. 
and I think she really carried the film really well. <laughs> Agreed. Um, that's the first thing. And like you, I really enjoyed the film. I liked the tension in the film. I liked the mm. way that it was shot and just the story overall. I enjoyed it, but I do uh, see a lot of... Uh, if you like start nitpicking at it, like there are a lot yeah. of little plot holes and little things that kind of don't make sense. And also um, mm. there are just moments that I feel like just dragged on a little bit or felt like... Was it really necessary to put that in there? Right. Um, there are moments like that in it. But overall, I think the film really was intriguing to watch. And mm. it had something to say. And I think it did say it pretty well. Although, I think it's a kind of film where it, it doesn't really tell you what it's about. But more like it wants you to figure out what it's about. Right. And I think right. that kind of filmmaking is also very needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, 100% with, like, the acting. I think if there's any reason at all to watch this film, it's just to watch Young Hee um, and her perform. It's just, like, we'll get into it, like, I guess in detail later. But, yeah, she's really phenomenal, and there's just so much to, like, unpack with her and watching her on screen. Um, but, yeah, like, a lot of it is kind of, um, you know, what you see and not what is explicitly said. And I think there's like a range to that as well of like, you know, how much to do and how little to do and sort of like what is acceptable versus like how much you don't say that doesn't that isn't really an advantage and how much you just show that actually it works. You know, I think that's kind of I think this movie kind of falls into the side of like it doesn't say enough sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I, get, I get lost, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I feel like you could have just told me that, you know, Um. But yeah, no, it does have, like, definitely, like, a message and a bunch of themes that we can, like, unpack later as well. Like, you know, I mean, suicide is a big one and sort of, like, school and, like, adolescence and just kind of, like, neglects and all these different things. Um, And it's really, like, it's pretty straightforward, actually. Like, you definitely know, like, you could definitely be like, okay, that's just, like, messed up. Like, that's wrong, you know? And I think it kind of, what it's displaying it's a little it's pretty fictionalized like it's really really dramatic but it's definitely like saying like obviously like this is pretty bad and this is not the approach you should take in a scenario like this you know i mean it's a very like you know someone that you lose in your life or in a classroom like this could happen to anybody or at any time and it's definitely happened in my life too and it's definitely a commentary of like how to approach that you know what i mean like sort of what's acceptable what's not acceptable and there's a lot of sort of those real life details in here. Yeah, like uh, I feel like this is a big issue in Korea. Um, this film is something. It, it's a film to kind of, not necessarily address it, but to kind of shed shed some light into what it might feel like to be in a situation like that. Mm. And a lot of the characters in this film they they feel so extreme <laughs> and like yeah. polar. And I think that also kind of goes to show maybe the issues in the societal structure right. of like Korean school and family and all that that kind of intertwines and, right, and creates right. this weird place for suicide to happen. And I think that this might be trying to explore that, but in a more fluid way, like sure. more emotional way. 
Mm. And I think this is what the film was kind of trying to do, I think, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, there's definitely, I, I can kind of see that too in sort of just like the social structure and in manners of like like student life and kind of like what it it's like living as an adolescent, like especially in an all-girls kind of high school versus the teachers and sort of this like the teachers and how they treat their students but also this workplace environment and sort of the the structure um and like um like archetypes in that area versus you know with detectives and sort of police treatment and sort of the investigation like all these different elements kind of combining into sort of the treatment of like a suicidal case and sort of like each one is kind of talking and and um reacting sort of in a different way for me it's like like uh, like how i saw with the t- teacher's treatment and sort of with the principal and the homework teacher is like pretty bad and not not ideal in a kind of situation um you know, like I felt like selfishness was a, another huge theme, and that was pretty relevant within the within the teachers and sort of they're kind of looking out for their jobs mostly rather than the well being of the students and sort of you know like are they focusing on you know this incident and having this, the students grieve properly and pay actual sympathy and like respects to the one who was lost, or are they just kind of or really like in a way we saw they're really just doing by the book things to you know maintain a reputation for the school and for themselves ultimately and so it was kind of like interesting to see how that dynamic played out before i get to ahead of ourselves i have to do my synopsis test so hang on a second film was a set like i said an all-girls school um in high school and pretty much the events follow like right after the disappearance of a student uh kyungbin and Basically, she was believed to have jumped off of a bridge and committed suicide, but at first it's being investigated, and that isn't revealed till later. Um, but her going to the bridge was her last location, so that's kind of what they um, think. Uh, the detectives and the mother of Kyungmin searched the area for her body, as well as investigate the other students in her class. We mainly follow Young Yi, who was... Um, close to Kyungmin in the past so she kind of used to be um, but she was actually with her that night that she went missing um, and there's also one another student that was with them uh, Han Sol and they were kind of a trio of friends per se it gets complex but we can just say it at that uh, but the full truth about Kyungmin's death and the relationship between those three girls kind of unraveled throughout the investigation uh, those being Yonggi accused of aiding Kyunjin's suicidal tendencies, which turned out to be more indirect. Um, Yonggi reveals to be suicidal herself. Hansel having known Kyungmin's intentions and how that there was this complex love triangle between them, uh, among other things. So yeah. <laughs> um, any particular starting scene or things you want to kind of go through first anything stood out to you like uh, go ahead as i say like the beginning versus the ending right so like there's the very beginning it's young he it's like kind of the future young he's like signing to the class and then sort of versus once you get to about like the midpoint of the film when she finally returns to the school kind of the 
difference in like impact of that having known like what leads up to that event and then sort of how the film kind of changes a bit once you know what she's saying I think that was a very innovative way of using film I think by putting that in the very beginning and with us not understanding what Youngie is saying right. it kind of puts us in the place of the students and we're also kind of watching it in in the view in the POV of the students as if you know we're sitting there and we're watching this girl who we don't really know well right. who's doing this sign language and we don't really understand what it is but she's coming back from school so we're guessing that she might be, you know, saying something nice. Right. <laughs> and then later on, we realize, you know, that, you know, she's saying that she is planning to kill herself and she wants to do it in front of all of them and right. make it a grand thing. And so I think that juxtaposition through the use of film and, and through the use of not disclosing a certain information mm-hmm. and then using that as a way of making that impact and making that revelation stronger yeah, uh, was a very good way of, you know, using, using the editing process. Mm. What did you think about that? Like her saying that. What I think about like. <laughs> in the class. <laughs> the, like the yeah, quote like, itself. Like, what, well, what do you think about like what, what it means and like what she's trying to do and her kind of mental state? Right. <sighs> okay. Well, initially, so I thought like it wasn't, I didn't take it direct. Like, I didn't think she was, she meant it literally as like, I'm actually going to commit this grandiose suicide in front of you guys. Sort of like a lashing out kind of thing. But I like when I, when I was going through the notes again, I maybe saw more of like projecting herself as Kyung Min, like sort of taking her place. Um, cause I think, cause in the first half of the film, for young he a lot is she feels pretty a bit responsible and guilty about what happened to kyungmin because obviously she's pretty much directly involved with what happened and like as it's revealed later like sort of is kind of her fault like that that's part of the convolution but i i didn't see it as like more of she's like hurting herself right and she has suicidal tendencies herself and she's kind of struggling with this and she feels like maybe hard to find a word like maybe like wronged or kind of like in spite that Kyung Min has committed suicide rather than she's still alive because she remember she kind of lashes out a lot and like uh Kyung Min committed suicide in the same way that she wanted to so she kind of feels like like it was stolen from her in a bit of a sense so I think the first half of that movie really focuses on on her selfishly not being able to go with committing suicide and having to struggle being like neglected that sort of all the focus is on Kyung Min and finding out why she died, whereas she's like continuously kind of admitting that she also shares the same tendencies and she's kind of in the same dark place as her. But everybody like really shoots her away <laughs> pretty much. And then when she actually does commit or tries to commit suicide in an attempt at her funeral, I see the second half as like kind of less on being more aggravated and more like 
like her trying to actually commit suicide and then more of like taking the place of Kyung Min basically acting like retribution on everybody that kind of wronged her. And I think that's what kind of that quote means is that she's like, she said that I'm completing the suicide um, and et cetera, et cetera. And sort of the events that follow like after that moment is the homeroom teacher, like they plot against him, right? Like they basically set him up for like, like sexual accusations. And I guess it's implied that he loses his job. Um, the finale, like they get back at the mom, essentially like they kind of trigger her and then and then there's a whole thing with like the students right the students is like at first the students accuse Younghee of being like basically a murderer and like it was her fault and then the second half of the movie when she comes back from the hospital they're trying to like redeem themselves of like all of the wrongs that they did to Younghee and like they they offer her like a scapegoat like it was this random girl's fault like she was spreading lies about you and then they try to aid her and like with the homeroom teacher's case and all these things, right? So I think like that's kind of what it's meant is that like now I'm gonna like try to redeem uh, everything that was Dong Run to Kyung Min. What did you think about the last, the very ending, the scene when <sighs> she's walking in the tunnel? Oh, that one. God, I don't know, man. <laughs> I no, don't know. You don't think that she's she's going to go kill herself? At the end? Maybe. It's highly possible. I honestly don't know, like, what to, like, imply myself on whether she's just, like, walking away or she's just, or she's going to also jump off the bridge. Because, I mean, it is the same underpass that goes, that leads yeah. to it, you know? So it's pretty, like, you can, you could safely assume that. But. What about the, what about what she said to the mother? At the at the end at the dinner, right. I watched that scene like three times. So I guess it, <laughs> like like I guess it could mean like what did she say? Right? She says that like as someone who's died once, like tomorrow people will ask you. Yeah, why she's you like died. she's like wait and, for tomorrow. You'll see what happens tomorrow. People will ask you questions about yeah. what happened and why it happened. You just tell you them know? why. Try to figure out the things to say when that time comes, right, you know? Right, right, <laughs> Basically it, threatening her. Right. Like, it, it, it's a double, like, entendre. Like, it's great. Like, it's a great, like, quote because you can both assume that it's directly, like, well, I'm going to go kill myself and, it, like, the responsibility is on you to explain everything, right? Leading into the last scene of, like, the tunnel. But then it could also just mean, like, in place of her daughter... Like, you know, know, telling like, oh, yeah, you know, I I understand like your daughter died and everybody's coming to me with the excuses from your daughter. Just like projecting her experience, essentially. It's also what what Jungmin said to Hanzor before she died. So she's kind of using that same same quote. Mm. Right. To kind of. That's why I think that she is going to kill herself Mm. at the end. She's basically using the same same words. As Kyungmin used before she killed herself. Yeah, before Kyungmin killed herself. Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking that's what she means when she's saying, I want to die in this grand fashion. Is like, I want to set in place all these things. Sure. So that when I die, it's going to trigger all these different situations. Uh, where does that put, like, Han Sol, though? Because she's, she's with her the entire time, so she's legitimately... Just letting it happen, if that's the case. She's the most annoying character. 
<laughs> I mean, that's what she did the first time, as she admits, right? So yeah. she's just gonna let it happen again. Well, I don't. She, I don't know if she knows to the extent that that Young Hee is trying to, you know, do all these things. I think she knows that Young Hee wants to kind of maybe get back at the mother. Sure. Like especially like the dinner moment and where, you know, she kind of helped her meet her right, at right. that moment. But I don't think she knows fully to the extent of what Young Hee kind of wants to do maybe. And mm. this is all speculation, like obviously. Right, right. It's it's just my interpretation of what I think that it might be, mm. you know, talking about. But I think that Young Hee doesn't really like Hanso as much as she thinks she does. Sure. <laughs> I don't think Hanso like or Young Hee likes anybody. I don't think she hates her, but I don't think that she like right. confides in her in the way that she probably did with Kyungmin, you know? Sure. I I think even like with Hong Young Hee, I don't think she like I don't think she liked anybody. Well not even like Kyungmin. If you think about like the root of I mean Kyung like Kyungmin as like she said, like wanted to kill herself beforehand so it was like suggested that she was gonna do it before the events of like the show like the music show blah 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 before they met you know but at the same time like before all that too young he had the same tendencies young he also wanted to kill herself which is why she shared like her quote-unquote plan so like i think at the end of the day like she wasn't really attached to anybody which well, is I like think she was it's, it's just that you know that's that's the reason why Kyungmin like when Young Young Hee learned about what Kyungmin was talking about, like right. about her wanting to kill herself. That's why she shared that story, right? Because she wanted to kind of comfort her. That's what she said. She wanted to comfort her by telling her her own suicide story. Very, and like, very if, good idea. And yeah, she thought that that would help comfort her. Mm. But the biggest thing I think is you know when like all of these things are like implied, so it's a little bit hard to like decipher or like just to right. point out but and just say like this is this is the way it is right but i feel like at the end when you know the dinner scene when young is talking with the mother and young he says like i know everything that you did like i know like everything that was going on right i think the biggest reason that kyungmin might have wanted to kill herself was not was not young he or like it was not what young he said right but it's what the mother and the relationship within the family. Sure. That kind of drove Kyungmin to suicide. And then I think, I think like you said about Younghee and her kind of, because in that dinner scene, she said like she had the power. She was the only one who had the power to stop her from killing herself. Right. But she didn't because she understood how she felt. Right. That's what she said. And I think that, you know, that means that, Younghee understood and kind of cared for Kyungmin in this weird, twisted way. Sure, and that's sure. why she did that, and that, and and that the biggest reason why, you know, Kyungmin decided to kill herself was not necessarily Young, Younghee, but the right. mother and and the relationship with the mother and the father, or whatever the family, you know, issues mm. that might be there, and so I think that it's all very <laughs> up in the air. It's not concrete, but right. I think that. In my interpretation of it, sure. that was the biggest reason, and that's why that Youngie wanted to confront the mother 
in that way to and and that's why like the mother goes crazy and starts stabbing herself <laughs> right right because she can't like, barely kill my secrets or are known kind of thing yeah kind of like that so that's my interpretation of it i i have read i read something that was actually close to that it was pretty much what you said that there was some sort of like maybe toxic or abusive relationship between the mother and um kyung ming and that was really like the root of what was going on you know and it wasn't like it was that instead of the relationship. Like, Kyungmi didn't uh, kill herself because Younghee rejected her. It was really just like the root of this family relationship, and sort of like the final kernel of the puzzle was like for me. I think it works in my favor too. Of like my quote unquote theory is like Younghee is like taking retributional acts in Kyungmin's place before she also follows the same footsteps by like basically getting revenge with all these different people and places. And then, like, the last piece being her own mother, you know? And so we're doing that. I mean, it makes sense. But like I said, I I would like to believe it, but it's from, like, when I watch it, it's so, like, up in the air. Like, it's that's probably, like, the most, like, not directly said thing or aspect of, like, of the exposition in the story. Because, like, it's really hard to kind of pull that out. You really have to kind of, like, think about it and apply it because even i mean even in like there's not a lot of moments with the mother by herself or like alone in a scene like she's usually like with the investigator she's trying to like you know uh, find her daughter's body and then i mean the dad's like just really quiet kind of person like you probably wouldn't even know he was a dad until like yeah. explicitly said you know but then there's like there's that the only scene that they get together is when they're driving home that night and then they like pull over because she has like some panic attack or something. But even then, like there's really well, they were nothing... fighting first. <laughs> they're fighting first, yeah. But it, it's like a typical mother lashing out at her husband kind of deal. You know, she's like, "Oh, you, you're the dad. What did you do for her? Like you didn't do anything." And it kind of gets cut short before the panic attack. Like there's like nothing like solid to kind of like root out some sort of like yeah. It's all implications. Yeah. Yeah, it's just how much you weigh that scene in in the scheme of the big picture, right? Right. Like, for right. me, when I saw that scene, like, first time I watched it, I was just like, okay, yeah, it's just, like, them feeling guilty. But the second time I watched it, I was like, maybe there's a bigger implication here. Maybe there is a really big issue within the family uh-huh. and, you know, the relationships there. And this is kind of trying to draw that out a little bit. Right. Because, you know, like, obviously in this film, they barely don't, they don't really, <laughs> they don't specify anything. They just make implications. So, like, right, that's why right. I'm trying to, you know, infer with what I see. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, the, the dad says, like, what do you do? You, all you do is, like, work and work and you've never been there for, you know, right, young right. And then the mom's like, yeah, what about you? You do the same thing, right? Yeah. And so I think definitely there is something there within the relationship that is definitely not right. And I sure. think whether that was the main cause or whether that was just part of the cause is, I guess, up, up for debate. Right. And I guess for me, I think that... But still a cause. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. But, like, I think judging by what, I interpre- what I'm interpreting, I think that it mm. was one of the biggest causes. And I think that, especially when you look at the dinner scene, but... The whole reason why this director might have done this was to kind of make us understand that when somebody 
kills themselves, we never understand the full truth of something, right? Sure. And we can never understand the full reason or full emotional, you know, weight right. of somebody who decides to kill themselves. I think this film was trying to portray that in a certain way. Right. By not giving us information about sure, yeah. all the different things that happens, especially as an outsider looking in, mm-hmm. it's even harder to understand. You never really get the full picture of it because sure. it's not easy to break in and get all the information just like this movie, right? Yeah. Like you you see these little scenes and little moments that kind of inspire an imagination right, or an for us to or kind of paint like... a picture of what might have been. But right. it never really goes to the full truth of what the reason yeah. for the suicide. And I think that, yeah, in that regard, I think that this film did a really good job of kind of portraying that. Yeah, I agree, actually, 100%. Like, you, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is one will never know unless you are that person. And, I mean, sometimes, you know, when you're investigating something like that or you sort of want to get a reason as to why, essentially oftentimes you're probably just going to be left with more questions than answers, right? And the only thing that you do have, like, tangible and can go by are just different accounts and from other people because, I mean, that's all you have left. And that's kind of, that's basically what what we're watching the entire time is different accounts of different people who had experiences with Kyungmin. And so, like, Younghee and uh, Hanso being the closest to her, once upon a time, anyway, and so we kind of get their perspective and their experience with her in the last moment and, you know, what they kind of knew about her in the past, as well as, like, the very brief of other students, as well as the teachers. But it's just a mixed bag of, like, of different accounts of what people knew. And, but you're never really going to know what really drove uh, her to that place, unless mm-hmm. you were her, you know what I mean? Unless you were, like, with her every second of her life, you know? And even mm-hmm. then, like, emotions are complex, like, intentions are complex. Like, sometimes there just isn't really words to to really explain what's going on. Yeah, or sometimes it's not just one thing, right? Right, exactly. You can never just pin it on, like, a single moment. Sometimes yeah. Sometimes there's a moment that pushes it over the edge, but a lot of times there's lots of fuel in that in that fire, you know? Right. And I think it does, like, a cool job of, or maybe cool is not the appropriate word, but a good job of uh, doing that in an outsider's perspective, but as... Also on the on the flip side of doing it on sort of an inside because Young He is a protagonist and she's suffering from the same exact thing. So it's doing two things at once of like caring only about Kyungmin and like finding out that why of what's happening. Um, but at the same time we're following Young He who is suffering from the same thing and is, we're kind of seeing her, you know, her process and her dealing with both the impact and the effect of this person dying. And as well as, like, her own experience and, like, people neglecting her and not really answering possibly, like, her call for help, per se, you know? Or, like, nobody's taking her seriously when she's, like, plainly admits. I was going to kill was myself. Sort of, <laughs> right, like, I was sort of the cause. Like, I gave her the idea, you know? And kind of you see, like, this tumbling effect of, like, at first, she they kind of, like, obscure the truth a little bit, her and Han Sol. But then she like comes out and it's like, yeah, it came up in a conversation, but I didn't mean it in di- like I didn't mean it directly. Like it wasn't my intention to for her to actually kill herself. Like I just said it. Like it wasn't a serious tone. But then like at the hospital, or not the hospital, but at the funeral scene, she like wants to reaccount her statement and kind of says like 
tries to like save herself and saying that well Killman wanted to do it at first and I was there trying to sympathize with her and then both times she says that you know she is suicidal herself but it's like gets intense like the first time she says it and it, the detective like cuts it short and she kind of breaks down a little bit but then the second time at the funeral she like really breaks down obviously and then leads to her suicidal attempt and then like the story after that is like just pure kind of like grief about it and she never like really leaves that place but it's a different treatment of like how she's kind of approaching it you know what i mean my point is like nobody understands her at the end of the day like not one of those characters really cared about finding out what was going on with her they just mm-hmm. always did it service level you know what i mean yeah yeah that uh, scene especially when at the funeral young he goes out with the homeroom teacher and they start having that conversation the detective comes yeah that spe- scene especially i feel like the uh young he's acting mm. like that moment when she starts feeling a little indignant of the fact that she was the one that was supposed to die first right but then kyung min basically stole her spotlight almost you know right, like right and, and just her like facial expression at that moment Mm-hmm. And just how much you can feel her anger and annoyance and and sadness and grief at all at that moment, yeah, was really great. I think, and and that like sense of childish like selfishness, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. where where it's like you know I was gonna do this first, like like it was something that I was going to do, right, like, right. It's such a especially as adults, you don't really think think that way right Mm. but i think at that age when you're a teenager like when you're younger yeah like those kinds of emotions and and thoughts really like can captivate you and i think that for me when i first watched it i was like this is kind of weird like who who right like who thinks like that like who but i think if you really think about like a teenager or like somebody younger like it's really a lot simpler for them you know like it's it's a lot more black and white in certain respects Right. And I think emotionally, I think it's more polar like that. Like, it's like, I wanted to do this and she kind of took it away from me. And like, she is making me suffer now. I'm now kind of like a suspect almost. And, and right. you know, I, I feel like I'm guilty now of what she did, mm. but it's not really even my fault. Like all these like different emotions are starting to like arise in her. Right. And I think that she portrayed it really well in that scene. I 100% agree with you. And like again the response by the teachers and the detectives are pretty much one-to-one like it's so bad like it's so hard to watch because like i mean he basically like abuses her a little bit like pretty much just really is just is not being sympathetic at all and is taking the wrong approach to her the detective was trying but then he's kind of like i give up (laughs) yeah essentially like he, he just like blows a fuse but it's like the reason is like they don't have an understanding for each other. Like like you said, like she is really juvenating these sort of like childish reasons and childish um, uh, feelings and sort of emotions that kind of push her over to the edge. But then the adults don't understand that, you know. And like yeah. like it's been like, oh, you're just acting like a child. Like you don't understand. Like oh, us adults are trying to like cater to you, or you know, we're trying to take care of you, and that's his excuse for getting mad because she is a child. But it's it's like a difference of of views essentially. Like he obviously he's not understanding her 
and then that's why he's lashing out you know what i mean and so and so yeah i mean it was it's pretty hard to watch in that sense when you're watching yeah you're like ah but i agree like it, her acting is great and i think like with her and just sort of like the emotion goes to like the actions kind of make sense um like okay like sort of the sequence of events and how she kind of falls from grace in this scene and then sort of um goes through like her whole arc um was definitely great and the best as much as she was wronged i think on an acting level i think not just the way that she act in terms of like her dialogue how she said her dialogue and stuff but i think even just her like body posture yeah that was it for me like i think like dialogue was definitely for me like weaker over just her like her body like her postures her mannerisms and like you know what she her actions and emotional response in specific situations and scenes yeah like her overall presence right rather than just the words that she said Mm. i think just how she carried herself as young he yeah really sold the part (laughs) (laughs) she does she honestly is a i mean she's a really quiet character I think, like, as a person, like, Young-hee as a person, maybe not, but, like, in the in the time that we see her in, she's very sort of muted because she's kind of alone in a lot of sense, right? And she's being targeted a lot as well. So she's, like, kind of on a lonely island. But, and that, that makes her, like, kind of, like, excels what she can do as an actor a lot as well. Like, even in the beginning, when... Like right before she goes to to give her statement to the police, when she's like sitting in the other nurse the nurse's office and she gets called up, and then her and that like other student who like somehow takes her side, but I don't know, <laughs> like you know what I'm talking about. And What's she acts, so she like escorts her to the I guess the conference the classroom, and she asks her is like is it true, students say that you project bad thoughts into them oh yeah 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 but she like has no lines in that scene and she just kind of just like looks at her and then shrugs it off like little bits like that really kind yeah of are uh are the reason why and even like the conversation when she's giving her statement and she's recounting that night with the detective there's a lot of in-between shots of you know he went to go fetch hansel and she's kind of like you know responding or like breaking down a little bit you know and then, like, the mother attacks her. Like, all those things really kind or of... Or, like, the, the bathroom scene when the bully brings the uh, scapegoat girl, the girl. Oh, yeah. And then she, like, slaps her, and then she hugs her after. Yeah. 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 There's, There's a nuance a there that makes you wonder about the internal state of Young-hee's character, uh, right? And, again, like, it's never said. Like, it's all you just have to watch and... Infer. <laughs> infer, Yeah. <laughs> Because it is just very polarized, like, too, with that. Mm-hmm. Like, her, her whole arc is pretty polarizing. Right. You know, she's, she's like, quiet in one sense and it's, like, really lashes out in another. And then kind of, like, an internal struggle struggle when she physically, like, she can't speak, like, the second half. Right. Yeah. So. That's why, for, yeah, for me, too, like, that's why the ending, too, is very, like, confusing, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're not sure what it really means. Because it's, even in the dinner scene, she says, like, I've, you know, attempted suicide and, you know, like, yeah. killing yourself really isn't a pretty thing. Like, 
I <laughs> should have not, you know, I should have stopped Kyungi, Kyungmin from doing right, that. Right, right. Like, she does say that. But then, at another point, it feels like she is going to kill herself again. <laughs> yeah. And so you have this, like, you know, opposites <laughs> that, like, cons- constantly go back get back and forth. Right. And so you're never really sure, and, and you always feel kind of nervous for her. <laughs> for what she'll right. do. Right, right. <laughs> so I think in that sense, the film, although it was very... Uh, it didn't give you a lot. I think it still kind of um, did what it wanted to do. Like it achieved what it wanted to do in that sense, where sure. really making you feel like if you knew somebody who was suicidal, they might actually be kind of <laughs> polar like this, bipolar like this. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's definitely like a a, a film that focuses. Like I, I guess it's really trying to speak to like its themes in that sense of like like the nuances of those kinds of people rather than focusing like on just plot mechanics and like trying to be like consecutive and coherent and like one plot point to the next sort of structured that way you know but rather like focusing on being a little more indirect and a little more like you know, it's never like the like like we keep discussing. Like the point is, you're just never gonna know. Like you're just not gonna always be 100, percent and the the truth can be a little convoluted. Um, you can just only go by people's accounts, but there's a lot of emotion going on there. You know, yeah. and like I think to all those points, the movie does a good job fulfilling that. Um, but as far as the plot goes, <laughs> so you, you mentioned before that there's like points in which felt like didn't need to be there yeah that felt kind of like maybe out of place can you recount some of those i think the beginning moments when the mother is buying the tent i i don't think in the grand scheme of things i feel like some of those moments where i don't think that the mother buying the tent was very important to the plot (laughs) sure i mean she does use it she does use it to like for the, the tent for the police and the detectives and all the people who are like you know they're, they're doing the investigation, the... but yeah, I don't know. Overall, I think it just kind of dragged the film a little longer. Sure. And like this, this film is very slowly paced, so I think that tightening up a little bit of those moments mm. might have helped. Yeah, her her sickness too. Like the yeah, whole like bit the... with her sickness was like I don't think was needed at all because it didn't exactly. make it didn't really make sense to to me. Or it, it didn't, didn't really affect anything. the affect the overall right. film in any kind of you know interesting way, right? Like I wondered in the beginning, like why all of a sudden like start coughing and like stopping, throw up. yeah, yeah, throw up. But I I think it was to show that she's just very like Distraught. like shocked, yeah, yeah, distraught at the fact. I don't think she's like sick in like no. any like disease way. No, after it's watching like it a, like a second like a... time. It's definitely like a crutch, like a storytelling crutch, you know? Like, I need a way for audiences to know that she's, like, physically, emotionally impacted or something. The the reason why is, like, because this film makes you infer so much about things, 
I thought something more about the coughing than than I should have probably right like it's just like she's coughing oh maybe she's sick maybe she has a certain kind of disease maybe that's part of the story plot like right. but then like it never really is anything so like when I watched it the second time I felt like, okay maybe it's just her it's showing us how like distraught how shocked she is at her daughter dying right. I left it at that because it didn't really like it's, amount to much right. but I feel like because the movie makes you infer so much you sometimes like add more than is really there. Uh, overanalyze. Yeah, overanalyze. Um, another funny, like this is kind of weird in a plot sense. Was like yeah. when the girls go to the company or to to where the mom used to work. And right. Then, that and then was. She, they say like, and then they say like I'm her daughter right. to the to the um, welcoming person, the uh-huh. person, the staff. And then the guy is just like, oh, yeah, your daughter's here to see you. Like, wouldn't you know that your boss or whoever, like, lost what? their daughter? Well, he's like, retired. I mean. Well, she was I retired, guess, but, like, it's not I guess not news really... could go around, sure. Yeah, news would yeah. go around if somebody, somebody's daughter died, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not uncommon for you to hear somebody, especially something like a suicide. You'd right. hear that. You'd know that, especially if it was in the in the you know company or whatever right and just just like him being so nonchalant he's like oh yeah your daughter's here your daughter's <laughs> here like, by the way kind of weird yeah i'm trying to think of anything else i mean i did think like the scapegoat bit was kind of weird like they just brought that yeah. random student out and was like it was her fault <laughs> like, i think overall the later half of the movie kind of fell apart a little bit in terms mm. of like the plot and the and just the level of like cohesiveness kind of fell apart. Like the bit with the sexual assault, the sure. the student framing the yeah that and too stuff, yeah the, it those was, are kind of like out of place for me. I, like yeah, there are implications like, if you want to make the implications, but I don't think that it's like it wasn't really significant. Strong, like even yeah. if you can infer, like it, it still isn't like a big enough reason for them to do that. Yeah, like. Like in what sense? Like, okay, okay. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not defending like the homeroom teacher, and I guess I could see like why they did that, mm-hmm. but I don't know if like like taking that heavy of an action against him is like justifying like the little bit that he like hashed out against her. Like in, in that one scene, you know, the sin and the punishment doesn't correlate there. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I, guess, I mean, if you can just, like, you know, say they're just kids, they're just teens, and they would do whatever horrible things that they would do. Because, right. I mean, they would, they go to the Younghee's house and, you know, basically beat her right. up. So I'm sure they could do worse. <laughs> I feel, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like, like, if anything, like, that level of punishment should have been acted on the students who literally <laughs> beat her. Like, they flat out assaulted her they're the same people house. though you know you know that right they're the same huh? kids yes the i know <laughs> that helped her that's what i'm like that's what i'm so lost about like don't side with your enemies to like <laughs> well i think i think for young he at that point she didn't really have any agency in 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 a certain sense because you know she couldn't even really like right talk. i mean jeez. She... <laughs> <sighs> oh, i th- yeah. i think it's it's kind of showing the guilt of the students because they yeah, feel yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know it's they have like their own arc like the student body like her classmates have this whole arc right. of like accusing her at first and then like 
taking these crazy actions against her. And, and then the doing, only way like, that they're able to address those things is sure. by violent action, I guess. Right, yeah. Or like, or like framing yeah. the teacher. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's never, it's funny because it's never sincere stuff, right? Like it's always yeah, like it's never the craziest sincere. extreme actions yeah. that they take. It's never like, let me sit down with this girl and just say, how, like, I'm sorry. And like, I want to exactly. be a better person. <laughs> exactly. Like, like as soon as she's like, as soon as the she tries to drink bleach and then it cuts to like the hospital and they're like making the hospital room and with all the balloons and stuff. And it's like such BS on their part. Like they're all half assed with it. And then and, they like, try to make like, like the get the, well video. The, yeah. The get well video. And, oh like, man. They're just like not smiling at all. They don't even want to do it. Yeah. Oh man. It's, it's tough. Like that's tough to watch. Like it's just so, it's so bad. It does show kind of the ambivalence of, you know, students sometimes, and sure, especially if you're not friends with them, they're just like, okay, it's whatever, yeah. kind of, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, like I, like I, like I, I get that story, like that arc, and them, and I, like it's fine. Like it's definitely like works in the first half of the movie. You know, like okay, they accuse her, they do all these like really crappy, like extremely bad things. Fine, mm-hmm. but then, like I said, the second half when she gets dismissed from the hospital and comes back to school things like just like just don't really make too much sense after that mm. <laughs> we're like we're gonna take her side and then this and that and uh, yeah um but yeah still watch it though like still yeah it, it's like if you just leave it at they're just kids they're just teenagers sure it yeah. solves a lot of problems <laughs> You can, that's a sweep under the rug excuse yeah yeah we'll just yeah but what did you think about uh hansor going to young Yi's hospital and kissing her and you know like confessing <laughs> it like that let me t- okay like one i think the most convoluting thing i mean is definitely like the actual truth i guess between like what happened with kyungmin like in that day and like what the relationship between them was and then like she kisses, like, or Kyungmin kisses Yonggi, but it's, I don't know, like, there's a nuance in, like, faces there, like, of, like, how they look at each other and the reactions. And then, then, uh, Hansel comes to the room and confesses that she has some shared responsibility because she also knew that, uh, Hyung-ko, or Kyungmin was suicidal. But she, like, I guess her reason was she didn't say anything and let it be because she liked Yonggi as well. And then they like, then they kiss, and I'm just I don't know. Like I'm like passive by that point. I'm like that's right, like that's like... like kissing without consent, bro. What the <laughs> she she can't even eat. She can't even you know eat right now. And you, you it was like, consent. <laughs> she let her finger her hole, her throat hole. <laughs> if that wasn't consent, that is you. open to interpretation, bro. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I don't think that means you can kiss me. <laughs> and then. So by that point, I was like, like the first watch through, I was like passive, and then me going through my notes and like trying to recount like the relationships and like take notes on it. I watched that scene again. I'm like, it still doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> it'll. I don't know, because like okay, like I said, I think my point, what I defend is that Young He doesn't really like anybody. Like she takes zero sides, but just kind of goes through the motions with these people. Like she did that with. Kyung Min and then like that suicide happened and then she 
kind of does the same thing with Han Solo after she confesses, but she's not into anybody. I don't think. I don't think she's into either one of them, but just goes through the motions with it. I think she definitely is not into Hansor. Sure. I think she really is just going through the motions with her. Yeah. Um, Kelman, there, there could be an argument made that they do like each other, but maybe because it's like, I guess a shared ideology or just like a shared. And like, there's that shared moment, like during the show, when Younghee looks at her. Kelman. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And that kind of is the moment where I think it, they kind of connect on an emotional level. Sure. But then it turns into a nightmare because, you know, she died. And then mm. also the kiss at the underpass. But that's more open to interpretation because you're not really sure if, you know, yeah, they liked each other then. That's a, but I think that's the thing is, like, you get all these pieces of that of that story of, like, that night. But you can't, but not in, like a time context. Like, you don't know what happened first and what happened next. Because there's a lot of recounts of what happened of, like, oh, okay, Kyungmin confesses to me, like, Hee, and Hee responds by saying, well, prove it with your life. Follow, And then there's, like, then uh, Hansol also confesses, Kyungmin told me what she was going to do that night and then she, what she was going to tell you, so I let it happen. Like in the times that those conversations happen, don't make sense. You know what I mean. And then like and another thing that kind of didn't make sense for me, where like I don't know where to put it in the puzzle is like the very beginning moment when they're in the makeup store. Right. That happens then... first. That happens first for sure. I know. It, yeah, I know it happens right. first. But like, I don't know where to put that in within the story context because like mm. so. Were they not close to each other? Like, no. is it like... It was like a like reunion before, thing. Is it right before they went to the show? Yeah. But why would they go to the show together and they're like not... Like, why would she frame Kyungmin for stealing and then... You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like weird. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's convoluted there. Like, if it yeah. is right before the show, then like... It's even weirder because then, then what does that mean within the relationship? Like, mm. do they like each other? Are they friends? Are they not friends? Are they trying to, like, bully her? Are they trying to, like, you know, make her a loner? Like, you you, it's, you can't really <laughs> understand yeah. fully it, what that means. Or was it, like, a moment to kind of show their relationship before them? Mm. And then kind of, like, months yeah. later the show happens and then their friendship kind of re-emerges and then they go to the show and then that happened. Like, you're yeah. n- it, ne- it never gives you the full context of it. So you're kind of, I'm always kind of... The confused. sequence of events <laughs> is blurred for sure. But I, I mean, for me, what I can piece together and like, it is like, it just the reason it doesn't make sense. But yeah, that, the makeup thing happened first. But I think, so, because like when she was talking with the teacher the scene afterwards... Or e- like even when there were she was giving her a statement, like Young Hee and Kyung Min were friends, like early in the school year, and then yeah. they I guess they detached. But then it was that night in that makeup scene that they like met up again after a while, and I guess they didn't like I guess they did that because they didn't like her or just 
some like some weird whatever. So did but, so so when like the train scene is that when they kind of got together? They're like, okay, let's yeah. be friends now. <laughs> yes, uh, oddly enough, yes. And I think so, from so there, Kyung-min they was went okay to the with the fact that they framed her. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Okay, but I think from there they went to the show after that, and then like then the conversations between that and then the underpass is like. I don't understand because then there's like a right, bunch of right. conversations that happen between right. like she confesses that she's suicidal and then Yonki says obviously like she shares the same feelings and then gives her the plan and then somehow between then Han Sol knows about everything as well and then lets it happen yeah. and then blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. certain things are kind of weird if you you know really try to like yeah piece it together. <laughs> but yeah, so like that that. That whole thing, like, really, like, got me confused because if I just knew, like, on where what things happened, it would help a lot. But, you know, mm-hmm. so. Oh, I was going to ask, do you know, like, so she wrote her, like, I guess, suicide note before she drank the bleach. It was, like, splattered in an X scene. It's but Could you, like, piece together what no. it read? There's some, like, I, I read, like, like, death. Oh. Uh. And then Kyungmin. Uh-huh. And then everything else was barely readable, gotcha. barely legible. So it's not really, it's not meant for you to understand. <laughs> well, as someone who can't read Hongul, you know, just uh, take it. I was also gonna say, do you think that this movie requires a second viewing to kind of like comprehend everything? Do you think you get more out of it a second watch through, not a seventh? <laughs> I think the emotional impact of it you can get even just from the first few. And I don't think it's really meant to be like analyzed, analyzed. I don't think it's that kind of film, but I do think that if you watch it again, maybe certain like nuance, because it's very like, you know, like we talked about, like it's very inferential, like everything that you watch, you kind of have to watch it with an eye of like, um, what does the, like you have to fill it in with your own, context right uh-huh. so i think that if you do watch it again it does help so yeah it right. is valuable watching it again it is a very heavy movie though Agreed. So <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's hard it's tough to watch it again yeah it's um like i mean the subject is really hard to do and like yeah just the emotional the emotions sort of the unraveling that happens is definitely tough i've seen tougher movies like there's a lot of movies that are like really explicit with <laughs> the actions that happen it's like oof but yeah. I think this one is just more mentally draining, you know, like it's very yeah. like, and because I mean, it's like that, like, like it's a heavy subject. Like it's really, it's really keen and pretty specific, like we talked about, but also just like the convolutedness and sort of the puzzle piecing that you have to kind of do as well. Like, I yeah. mean, you, you're going to have to use your brain when you watch this, just to put it simply. Like this movie is definitely worth watching. I think it's a very important movie to watch. I think it helps you kind of, broaden your own horizons and understanding of maybe like the general themes in this movie right um but it's not like a fun movie to watch (laughs) right (laughs) oh but another thing this movie is not (laughs) the kind of mystery movie that we were uh, hoping to watch at all as i said in the beginning (laughs) i apologize (laughs) this is 
I got duped, okay? I got duped. It, it's not it's not that it's not a mystery movie. It is a mystery movie, I think, to a certain extent. But I sure. think you know, in terms of like the who done it mystery movies that we were looking to watch, right. this doesn't that. fit that category mm, at all. Not at all. <laughs> but it is yeah. a fun movie to watch, so I do well not fun. Not, but... not a... <laughs> it is a worthwhile movie to watch. Uh good save. Good save. I use fun as a just general adjective. <laughs> let's let's pick different generalizations. Yeah, I know. I gotta stop that. Can I use enjoyment? I usually use enjoyment. Like, I don't know if I can use enjoyment in this context. Yeah, I mean, enjoyment I mean, is subjective. So yeah, it is. It. Is, I mean, even fun is subjective. But I mean, sure. <laughs> the general definition of it is not yeah. really something that it's you not would exciting. Put. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean. Yeah, definitely kind of disqualifies for the series in the whodunit category. But like it, it really debunks like it really debunks itself as that like from the get-go. Mm. Like like from the first half if you wanted to, you could like I could see some people being like, "Oh, but is she actually dead or is she alive?" Because like remember Young Hee goes and searches for her and is like yeah. sells the fact that like, "Oh, she she doesn't have the the guts to commit suicide." And then like two scenes later you see the body. Yeah. Like from the from the get go, like everybody's suspecting. Oh yeah, she jumped off the bridge. It's it's suicide. Mm. Like literally, like from from that scene on, I was like, oh, darn, <laughs> <laughs> oops, <laughs> oops. Uh, cool. So, I guess to wrap up, I uh, talk about just the series as a whole. This is it. This is Mister. What do you think? It's a mystery films are a great genre of film. Um, it really, I think, utilizes the best aspects of film, mm. of the medium of film, I think, in that, you know, like giving us more information or not giving us more information and using that as a way of engaging the audience and putting us in the shoes of the characters and and making us feel like we're part of the adventure of yeah. solving a mystery. I think all of those things work really well in a film. So I think, you know, overall, I think uh, this series kind of showcased that pretty well, especially Blood Rain, um, even JSA, um, yeah. Ikari to an extent too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like I think... Overall, I really enjoyed this series. Yeah. Um, I don't watch too many mystery um, films, but mm. the ones that I do watch, I always enjoy it. So. Yeah, they're kind of like a treat for me, too. Like, I don't see them too often, but they're very engaging when I do, you know? Yeah. So it's it, it's like... not it's not a great, really popular, like, it's not, like, really, really uh, right, as right. popular as maybe they used to be, so... Definitely not like blockbuster level, mm. but um, a very enjoyable candy. You know, I agree. Like, I think it's a medium. It's a genre that you can be super, super uh, creative with. I mean, there's so many different tactics and uh, styles of filmmaking that you can apply to it. I think it's a great medium in like showcasing your style of filmmaking. You know, because I mean, sort of a theme with our podcast and talking about different series and genres is that within the genre, there are just different types and like of that genre that we see like each one of the movies that you watch is 
relatively vastly different from the other. I think with Mysteries, um, that's especially true for just, like, technique, you know? Um, I think, like, Blood Rain was, like, really smart of a detective movie and had, like, some pretty interesting, like, editing techniques. Sort of JSA was just, you know, Park Chung-wook. <laughs> like, definitely him. Um, and, like, Ikari was, like, vastly different from these and leans a lot towards drama. Pretty much you can say it's a drama. This movie, well, kind of disqualifies from it, but hey. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, disqualifies in the sense that, like, it's not like a detective, right? Mer- like, solving a mystery kind of. But it's a very, like, we were looking internal for. mystery. Sort of yeah. like a, what was the truth of the. Right. Right. Like, an so intention does, mystery. Like, what was yeah. the intentions? Um, and yeah, so, I mean, there's just, like, a lot that you can kind of pick out and do with, do with it. Any. Do you have a ranking list for these four? I think in terms of being faithful to the oh. series. Uh-huh. Within the rules. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this film, After My Death, is kind of disqualified. <laughs> but wham, I would wham. say Blood Rain, Blood Rain, JSA, and then and then uh, Ikari. Yeah. But then, if I were to put uh, this Ali. in... If if I were to put this in, I, I I would say, Blood Rain, just because it fits the it fits the uh, series sure. perfectly, right. and then I would say, um, after my death, second, and Whoa. then third, JSA, and then Ikari last. Whoa! I didn't think you liked this movie that much. <laughs> I think the more that I, that I discussed it and talk about it, I think it grew on me. Yeah, I think um. Yeah, I, I admit too though that discussing it, just like looking at it a little deeper, it starts to make sense, despite some of like maybe like writing holes or like story holes. But there's an intention in the movie that is definitely you can take out, and it is faithful to it despite that. I think that yeah. kind of saves it a bit um, as well. But I agree. I think Blood Rain is perfect for the category, a hundred percent, and it's just tremendously good. So yeah. that, would pro- that would probably take the cake as number one. Um, gosh. JSA was really good and also faithful to the series. I probably have to put that in number two. And then After My Death and Ikari. That's a tough one, man. Because they're kind of the same case. Like, when we first started the- talking about this, I was like, they. Mm. I feel like our conversations were going to happen a bit similar to between them. And it's a little hard for me to, like... Rank over the way. I mean, Ikari is a, has a special place for me, just particularly. I think, I think in terms of rewatchability, I would watch Ikari more than I watch After My Death. So I think I would put that one third. Um, yeah, I stand by that. <laughs> I'll definitely watch Ikari again over <laughs> over <laughs> After My Death, just because of the level of like, yeah, just seriousness yeah. and just how like heavy it is. But yeah. I mean, like, Ikari is no easy feat either. It's like... not, but it's still more. <laughs> it's still more. I don't know. It's still. Yeah. Well, it's. There's two other stories more... that are easier to watch. That's why. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just like. The there's some breathing room like... there, a little bit. But, like, after my death, there is no breathing room. No, yeah, yeah, not at all. <laughs> yeah, Ikari definitely gave you, like, some space a little bit. And then. Yeah. Yeah. And even the soundtrack. Like, I mean, Ryuchi Sakamoto, yeah. like uplifts all that so <laughs> after my death like has no soundtrack so 
Well, it does. It has a soundtrack that it has like, like two like kills two soundtracks. <laughs> it has a soundtrack that like puts you into the depths of depression. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Like the the funeral scene, like with the like the ceremony. Uh-huh. This is like this is rough. Yeah, that's tough to watch too. This is rough. There's just uh, a lot of tough to watch scenes in this movie. Yeah, yeah. They really go for it. They really. Whereas like it. Ikari, there's like maybe like three. <laughs> Yeah, and it kind of gets shattered quickly. Like it happens, uh, and then it like does something else to kind of like yeah. dilute it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, that will conclude the Who Done It series, and we're not stopping. What's next? What is next? Well, we're we're taking a huge old time skip. We're going way back in time to the nineteenth hundreds, but we're talking about. A very special filmmaker, particularly to Lee, I feel like. I feel like this is something he wanted to do for a while, huh? Yeah, I've always wanted to do a retrospective on him, too. Mm. And um, just really kind of dive into his filmmaking, his style, um, how it kind of spans across his his lifetime and, and right. how it changes or how it's the same, the kinds of themes that he explores. Um, the way that he shoots, you know, and I think that this opportunity is perfect for us um, uh-huh. to do it because we haven't done a retrospective in since we started, right? Really? This is going to yeah. be our second. Yeah. This will be the second, honestly. Maybe we can do it like an anniversary kind of thing. Every every year oh. that we do it, we'll do one new one retrospective, retrospective on a on a director that we really admire. That sounds like a good plan. That sounds like yeah. a good plan. For year one, we're doing Akira Kurosawa. That's right. We're going to do five films. Mm. The first film is going to be the very first film that he shot. And then the last film is going to be the very last film that he shot. And we're going to pick three films in the middle that are just part of his filmography that right. we feel like are cornerstones of his his work. Right. Um. Some some are some are bigger than others. I think, um, other ones we just maybe we haven't watched it and we thought it would be interesting, so we wanted to yeah. watch it. So, our first one is going to be Sanshiro Sugata, which is his first film, nineteen forty three. And then our second film is going to be Ikiru, which is nineteen fifty two, and I think the Ooh. translation is To Live is yes. a, is the translation. Yes. Our third film is going to be the one and only Seven Samurai, <laughs> 1954. And then our fourth film is going to be Yojimbo, which is 1961. And then our last film is going to be 1993, Manda Dayo. So that was his last film that he shot. It mm. was like 1991? That he directed. Oh, three? 1993. 1993. So those are our, our five films. I actually wanted to do one more, but it can might I, be a I little squeeze? too long. Can but I... uh, maybe, maybe. I wanted to do Ran because Ran is also a... His, mm. It's his last huge uh, period piece production that he uh, did okay. that I kind of wanted to you know explore. But we'll see. We'll, we'll go to it and maybe by our fourth film, if we feel like it's too much, then we'll just... Stick to <laughs> our last fifth one, right. but if we feel like we can keep going, then we'll 
Maybe add Ran into Lee, the mix. Lee, Lee's like gonna shoehorn shoe Ram. He's like, please, Sean. Please. Like, we're not fatigued, bro. Just, 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 just watch. We did five, we did five films for Bong Joon Ho. So I, I, I feel like it's only fair that we do five, uh, but. Did we? I thought but, we did six. We no, we, I think we, I think we did, I think I checked in it. I think we did five, but we did five. maybe we can make an exception for Akira That seems so wrong. I'm sure, I'm sure Pong Juno would, would be he okay would've... with that. I'm sure he like, would be okay with that. He'd be like, why did you stop at six? <laughs> I know. Why don't you just do all of it? <laughs> it's a retrospective. Like, you don't just like skip over <laughs> one movie or two. Right. Uh, and yeah. and we'll do it we'll do it in in a time order too so from beginning to the end gotcha I think yeah that'd be most you know natural convenient too yeah I'm interested in this uh, series too I haven't seen a lot of or honestly basically any of uh, Akira's uh, films only I mean I've seen Ikudu and that was about it and I I watched that like pretty recently actually so my man you are missing out <laughs> can I say I'm like. I'm just a failure as a as a film enthusiast. But yeah, I mean I'm I'm pretty excited to see Seven Samurai um and Yojimbo and then there was another one I actually kind of want to see that we were debating about Yojimbo and and um Sanjuro. Ah, Sanjuro. Yeah, between those, but I decided I wanted to jump Yojimbo. Um but I was kind of de- debating about Ran 2 between Ran or Seven Samurai but I was like I just got to go with like I got to do Seven Samurai first. Well Seven Seven Samurai if you haven't watched it you have to watch yeah, it. Yeah yeah exactly. Ran also is is great but you know in in terms Seven of Seven Samurai is this is like Magnus Opus right? Seven Samurai so like you you, you yeah. have to watch that one. It's for, a- you know? Apex Mountain or nothing like come on. <laughs> I did it wrong. I watched Ikido instead. I'm like, oh, I, think I, uh, <laughs> I heard Ikido was good here. too, actually. That's one I haven't watched actually, but aha, I got one. <laughs> the, the one I watched. <laughs> that picture. Oh yeah, but it should be exciting. So definitely be looking forward to that, and we'll see you next week with Sancho Kusagata. Sancho Kusagata, yeah. Yep. See you then. 